Well, good day. It's Adam Harrison from Birdwood Guitars, and I'm here with you for the Cigar Box Guitar Builder. Uh, today is going to be one of our episodes where it's just me talking to you uh, about the business side of selling and building Cigar Box Guitars. Uh, today's episode is all about refunds. Refunds, refunds, refunds. Uh, wouldn't it be a perfect world if you could build a guitar, you could build an, an item, never ever have a refund? Um, it's not a realistic thing to think. There is always going to be a situation where uh, if you are selling any kind of product, there is going to be an issue, an issue at some point in time, uh, be it with a customer or be it with the product selling, uh, that you're going to need to have a think about how to handle a refund. Um, if a lot of people who get into building cigar box guitars, get into building cigar box guitars or instruments or whichever um, craft they're getting into, most people get into it because they're, they're not necessarily looking for a new business opportunity. Most people get into it because they really just love building things, you know, making pottery, uh, you know, crafting kitchen tables, doing all this sort of stuff, things, things that you're doing from the heart. And I think at many times when we're building, uh, crafting an item, you do get, um, you do get very attached to it. There is a, there is that certain element of, um, there's a lot of personalization, you know, the, a lot of the person, a lot of you that goes into making, uh, making a product. And uh, to some people, you know, it's um, it's it's a very strange thing to think that somebody may not like that thing that you have spent so long creating. Um, and that's something that we we're going to talk about a little bit on on this episode. Um, we've been um, just recently um, had a a conversation with a very good friend of mine who had a uh, an unfortunate um, interaction with customer. Certain, certain things were said that maybe could not have been said. Uh, maybe uh, both parties could have kind of dealt with things um, a little bit better. So we want to have a little chat about that. And this isn't a dig at anybody. Come at you with uh, an idea. As I was saying to you before, a lot of people get into this because they love it. Okay, and they may be coming back from job, they're coming coming out from an angle of jobs where they could be teachers, they could be academics, they could be you know they could be labouring, they could have a, a building business, they could be carpenters or electricians or whatever it may be, but maybe they haven't come from a sales background um so what i wanted to do today was give you a little bit of a uh, maybe some other ideas maybe ideas of ways that you could handle a refund uh potentially a little bit better um i've come from about 20 years worth of fashion retail experience um i've also been a primary school teacher as well and now uh, as you guys know i'm i'm running running my own guitar building business and i have a shop that's uh, a retail store that actually is a, a, a guitar shop 
pretty much. Um, we sell guitars, we sell garbox guitars and amplifiers and accessories and all sorts of fun things like that, all, all revolving around guitars. So uh, for me, this is a little bit of um, refunds and, uh, uh, and exchanges and things like that are all part of the daily grind. It's, it's things that, especially in the fashion industry, when I was working, working in men's fashion, um, yeah, the refunds were a daily occurrence in, in, in many cases. And, you know, we have to, we have to look at that. So I'm going to try and impart a little bit of some of the experiences that I've had, uh, to you. Um, and hopefully it might be little things that might allow you to deal with a potential refund, um, in a way that benefits both you as uh, the owner and builder, uh, but also your customer. Okay, so that's really, really, really important. All right. So what's basically happened is a friend of mine had um, had built uh, a guitar, and he was sending it away uh, a fair way, fair distance. He, he sent the guitar to the customer, and for whatever reason it was, and I'm not going to get into specifics. Whatever reason it was, uh, something had happened to the guitar by the time it got there. Now, whether or not it was a problem that had been missed uh, by the builder or something, uh, an issue that had happened in transit, uh, what had eventually happened, there was a breakdown of a, of a, of a, a business friendship and uh, two unhappy people. And uh, things maybe could have been dealt with a little bit better. Uh, possibly on both sides. Um, so with that in mind, um, I'm going to give a couple of uh, examples a little bit later. I'll give a couple of examples of issues that have happened, to, a couple of issues that have happened to me uh, around refunds and things like that. Um, but firstly, I want to have a chat about the different types of sales setups that you might have. Um, when you're selling uh, the instruments the way we do, many of us will either sell from home. So you might build, uh, sell a guitar from home, whether it might be on Facebook Marketplace or whether it might be on Etsy or whether it's on Craigslist in the States or eBay or Gumtree or which, whichever uh, forum you may have um, or word of mouth. You know, people might come to your home to actually pick up pick up an item, um, that kind of ties in a little bit with uh, internet sales. But for the most part, I tend to find that if people are selling on Craigslist or on Etsy or something like that, or not necessarily Etsy, it might be Facebook Marketplace specifically. Uh, you may find you may find that the home, you know. It, your home might be the, your base of operations. Okay, so let's 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 say that. Um, it also means, for most cases, for that type of that type of meter, when you're selling from home using Facebook, maybe to, to get the product out, people are you're not necessarily posting things out, shipping things out. It's usually, as I said, you might meet up in a parking lot, or you might have someone meet at your place, or you might take it to their place, or whatever whatever it might be. Uh, the other option, of course, is markets. Now, that's where I started. Uh, I started with, um, well, actually, no, I didn't. I started with, uh, with eBay. I started with online, online marketing with, with eBay. But um, 
markets were a big thing for me. It was a big step uh, to, to set up a stall, set up your marquee, make sure your tables look good and you've got some accessories there and you're out there in the sun or you're out there in the rain or the, those days when the wind is lifting your tent up off the ground and, you know, you, you, you're absolutely miserable because it's just a horrible environment sometimes to do markets. And on other days, it's a beautiful sunny day and, and you could have lovely people around. And again, it's uh, it can be a, a wonderful place to sell your products. Um, the other option then, apart from markets, well, there's also festivals, of course. So you might, markets and festivals, I kind of will run under the same thing, or there's a slightly different setup, different pricings, different, all that sort of stuff. And if, if, if you're there at a festival, you could be there one minute, no one knows who you are, and you could disappear the next day, and no one knows no one knows who they went to, unless you've got business cards, or if you've generally got a pretty good business mind, you want people to know who you are, so that they could possibly order something if they couldn't afford something that day, or change their mind and thought later on when they got home, geez, I wish I'd gotten that cigar box guitar, I really thought that strum stick was really good, or gee, that, that, those Cajuns might have been really good. I could have used those in my band. Um, so option three then for sales is obviously, as I was saying, obviously the internet. All right, so, and that might be where you've got your own website. You might have eBay, you might have, again, uh, Etsy and Gumtree and all that sort of stuff will come into it. But what we're looking at now is especially with the internet and the way internet services are set up. A lot of places such as Weebly, such as Squarespace, such as um, Shopify and all the others, Wix, etc., etc., they will all want you to have something which is very, very important, which you may not have been using in the market, may not have been using when selling from home, and that is a refund and exchange policy. Now, uh, if you've never dealt with um, eBay or Reverb, specifically Reverb, if you're here in Australia and you haven't heard of Reverb before, I'm not particularly surprised. It's basically eBay for musicians, mostly set up in in America. There's very little happening, um, really, uh, as far as Australia is concerned. It's 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 not a big Reverb's not necessarily a big thing for Australia. Um, eBay would be the one and your own websites, uh, they'll all have a refund policy, which you generally would adhere to. Now, yes, I hear you saying, well, I shop, I, I sell my stuff on eBay and I have no refund policy, will not accept returns. Okay, well, there is something in eBay, as you may or may not know, that countermands that. And if a product turns up to a customer and it's not, it doesn't uh, meet their standards if it's if it's turned up if it's broken if it's turned up and it and it doesn't um, look like the photographs for example that you've that you've posted if you have not accurately described the item um, these are all reasons why eBay will generally favor the customer with a refund okay and you'll be forced to actually do a refund for the customer um, otherwise it's We'll talk about the eBay situation and no refunds in, in just, a, just a little bit as well. Um, websites such as Weebly and Squarespace, again, they will ask you to create uh, or they will have a default refund 
policy. Now, these refund policies are all based as well around the, the country that you might be living in or operating from. Um, most of what I will talk about today is based on the Australian example uh, of how to deal with refunds. Um, it may be different if you are listening from Europe or if you're listening from the United States or Canada, or it may be different. So I would strongly suggest you check your uh, check the refund policies with um, your own state or territory or country that you're that you're working from. But I will talk about things from the Australian point of view, and I would expect that it would be pretty much the same worldwide. Generally, um, the refund policies are there to protect the the shopper, the customer, but they're also there to, to protect you as well. So that we'll look at that. Uh, and then finally, so you've got home, you've got markets, you've got the internet, uh, which let's face it, pretty much most of us are using it some, in some way. And then there's the physical shop. Now, there's a couple of differences. There could be a situation like I have, which is where I've actually got a retail store where I'm actually selling my, my own products uh, and other products which I've purchased. Um, there's two others here in Australia, such as uh, Village Music down in Oatley in New South Wales, and also Yak and Dander, good old Shane Soul out in Yak and Dander. He's got a uh, he's got a shop down there where he sells his cigar box guitars. Um, that's near the New South Wales Victorian border. Um, so they're the three big ones. Um, I think High Street Music in in Lithgow. I think they're doing some. I've heard that they're doing some tin. Um, biscuit tin cars and things like that. That's going to be a different type of setup. High Street Music, those those bigger, bigger chains, those bigger stores, they've they've definitely got their own policies as far as um, and they have to adhere to the the Australian standard. Same as you might be talking about in, in the United States, Guitar Centre and all. Okay, so that's that type of thing. Um, what are the customers' rights? Okay, so let's start looking at at why. The refund policy is there. Uh, what are the customer's rights? Well, obviously the customer wants to make sure that they've purchased a product which is going to do a job, going to do the job well, depending on how much they're spending. Okay, so I think there's 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 expectations as well that you need to have a look at. What are the customer's expectations? They're buying a, a an, you know a real budget eBay special and I'm not knocking them but let's be honest there's there's different levels of of craftsmanship and different types of guitars if someone's building a very rustic held together with nails and nails and sticky tape and gaffer tape it's gonna that instrument's gonna do something a little different than something let's say like Rob Robles guitars which are you know spectacular uh, incredibly built very sturdy, using really top quality pickups and hardware, and the timbers are laminated. And so you need to have a little look at that. I mean, it's, if it, you've got a six hundred dollar you know retail guitar up against a guitar that's been fretted guitar, for example, with a you know with the old Chinese pickups, and 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 I'm not knocking them. Again, I'm not knocking them. I'm just being very honest here. We're, we're being honest when we talk. Um, you know, if 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 someone else is building, you know, a, a guitar which is, you know, $150 fully fretted, but those frets are going to tear your fingers off and all this sort of stuff, go and check out some of the some of the videos that we've done, guys, on 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 doing fret with with hand tools that normal hands are not moving as good. Okay, you can do it. Um, yes, I know it's a 
back and look at the look at the episode file as frets. You know, this is a bugbear. Um, so there's expectations as well. If a customer is buying it, buying it, an instrument, um, and it's designed to do a particular job, they've got to be realistic about what they're spending their money on as well. Okay, so but you know the customer's always right, all that sort of stuff. Yes, I understand. You know, there's, there's that there's that thing, but sometimes that's not right. Okay, uh, you know, and sometimes we're not right. So we need to find that balance. So there's there is that expectation there. It, the other thing is that when they get an instrument, does it work? Now, it doesn't matter if you spend $150 or $600, if you pick up an instrument and it doesn't work, it doesn't function, okay, then there's a problem. There is definitely a problem. There is definitely a reason uh, or, or possibly a need to get a refund, okay? Um, now, what are your expectations? What are you wanting out of this as a builder and owner, operator of the business? Well, obviously, you don't want refunds, but if you are coming up, against uh you know a customer who who wants to get a refund what are your rights now in australia we do not need you don't have to refund okay if you've got signs up and you've got enough signage up um you don't actually have to refund for change of mind okay now that's very specific change of mind so if a customer's bought something and they've changed their mind you don't actually have to refund the customer okay you do need to refund if there's a it's broken or if it's arrived faulty or if it doesn't do the job that it was advertised to do there are those situations but if a customer just simply walks in and says you know what I took it home had a play changed my mind I want my money back well, that can be a problem can't it because for small-time builders that money may have already gone okay so if someone's paid on PayPal or someone's paid into your account or given you cash that money may have gone somewhere else it may have gone to paying your bills it may have gone to buying dinner that night it may have gone to purchasing more parts okay so it can be a problem actually doing refunds for small-time operators because if you've sold a $400 guitar and someone comes back the next day and says you know I've just changed my mind I want my money back that can be a very big problem because you may not have $400 to give back all right so these are these are things that need to be discussed and spoken about with the customer before the sale finalizes or it all finishes okay um as far as exchanges are concerned you also don't have to exchange technically for change of mind either however you'll probably find that 99.9 .9 of businesses do prefer exchange or do or will do exchanges even if they don't refund they'll probably still exchange okay so all right, that's that legalities kind of side out of it. You know, that's 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 that side of things kind of. Okay, so your rights, your customers' rights. Ideally, what we want out of this is we want the customer and you to both walk away with something that they're that they're happy with. Now, my suggestion is going to be very very simple. Okay, set yourself up for success, or set yourself up to for your customer to be successful as well in making sure that they know exactly what their rights are as far as purchasing a guitar, okay? So quite, there might be a situation where I've got a customer in the shop and they're umming and they're ahhing and they're, oh, I'm really not sure, I don't know. Those types of customers, you have to make sure that they know that you do not refund, okay? 
If you don't, if you are not going to refund items, you have to let them know. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be. All it could be is a simple sign on your counter. On if you're selling from the markets, okay, have make up a sign on a printer or get a little chalkboard and just write something down. We, please choose carefully. We do not refund for change of mind. Okay. So that is going to solve a whole heap of problems for you. And the other thing is make it a habit to say to people, look, glad you really love the guitar. Just make sure you love it because we don't refund for change of mind. Uh, but I'll step in now and I'll say part of my policy, which is we, I, my company, Birdwood Guitars, we have a lifetime guarantee on every instrument that we make. All right. So the customer buys a guitar. Keep the receipt. Please keep your receipt. We do have a lifetime guarantee on every instrument that we make. But we don't refund. Okay, as long as you say that to your customer and you get into a habit of saying things like that to your customer, you're going to know if someone says, hey, I want a refund, you're going to know very, very, very immediately that that is probably going to be not as big as an issue because you can always say to the people, look, I did say, you know, we don't refund. We don't refund for change of mind. And usually if you've said it to the customer and they've seen a sign in the shop, they won't try and do a refund because they know that it's not what you do, okay? We also say very happy to exchange. We can exchange for something. So changing a refund into exchange, find out what the customer wants. Find out what the problem is, okay? Find out what that problem is. Is it an issue? Was it a faulty pot? Plug it in again. Have a listen with them and say, well, just let's, let's have a listen. Now, if there's a fault with the item, okay, if the item's faulty, you can always offer to repair it. We'll ship it to you. We'll pay for the shipping. Don't you worry about that. If there's an issue with it, we'll pay for the shipping. Okay. Obviously, it makes things a little more difficult if there is a problem with the item. So make sure that your items, when you're selling them, they're all in good nick. Make sure they're not being held together with gaffer tape and nail. You know, make sure you've used good quality screws and good quality glue. You're selling, make sure you're selling it. Even if you're selling a $150 guitar against a $600, $600 guitar, make sure that that $150 guitar is the best $150 guitar that they've ever played. Okay? Little things like that make a very, very big difference. All right, so um, I'm going to give you a couple of examples now. Okay, so the other thing I was thinking about was some examples of, of what's happened to me, refund, uh, refund issues, uh, th things that have happened where... I've had to I've had to actually do a refund. Now, I've only actually had with the cigar box guitars. Now we've been running uh, selling cigar box guitars in markets and then on the internet of course and then you know with the you know with the shop for since end of or mid 2014. Really, that's kind of when we really kicked off. And in that time we've done about 1600 guitars. Um, that's just cigar box guitars. That's not including amplifiers or the pedals that we do or the electric guitars that we build, any of that sort of stuff. Just the cigar box guitar. Um, now, in that time, we've had two refunds, two proper refunds. Both of both refunds actually came through, went through uh, eBay. All right. So the first one I'll talk about. Now, I may have spoken about this before, but just in case, um, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it again very very briefly. Now, I had a um, Beautiful cigar box guitar. Uh, we I built it using zebra wood for the neck. I used Paduka for um, for the fretboard. Uh, it was a fretted instrument with a piezo pickup, uh, hand cut, 
Timber Bridge, Floating Bridge, of course. You know, it was it was it was really really nice, and it sounded gorgeous. We strummed it, played it through an amplifier, so we 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 had it set up for you know with the piezo pickup, with volume control and a jack and everything kind of. It, it was just beautiful. I sat down. I've, there's a couple of videos probably on online of it, and um, boy, that was a lovely guitar. It was absolutely stunning. And we sold it. Now we sold it for I think about maybe $450, $460. This is probably about three and a half, four years ago. And we sold it to a fella over uh, on eBay. And I'm in I'm in on the east coast of Australia. And the fella who bought it lived on the west coast of Australia. And we sold that, the transaction took place over eBay, so we got the money for it, all that sort of stuff. Um, a week or so later, the guitar arrived, and I got a message from eBay saying uh, a customer wants a refund. I've, you know, it's happened, of course, this happened first thing in the morning when you wake up and you look at it, and you're looking at a $450 refund, and... <gasps> we get a refund what's happened what, what what's what's going on well the customer had purchased the cigar box guitar and i got in contact with him said, is there you know what's the problem is there any anything that we can do to help you out you know and he said uh look he said i plugged the amp i plugged the guitar into my amplifier and all it does is squeal at me it's screaming and squealing i said okay i said what's what kind of music are you playing? And what kind of amplifier? I wanted to know, you know, what he's what he's using with the with the guitar. He said, "Oh well, I've got it running into like a, a distortion pedal, and I've got it running then into a JCM eight hundred stack, Marshall JCM eight hundred stack." And he said, "All it does is squeal at me." I said, "I said okay." I said, "You've bought a piezo powered guitar." I said, "This is an acoustic guitar." Okay, so it was a real lesson for me because. It, People, when they see pickups, and I'd written on the instructions, I'd written on the uh, description, uh, piezo pickup. I don't think anyone knows outside of us what a piezo pickup is. So it's it's really important. So yes, I did do a refund for the guy. I said, look, absolutely. I said, you've got the wrong guitar there. Look, let's have a talk about you know, getting a different guitar with you know with a different pickup, you need a, an electric guitar pickup to play that kind of music on that kind of guitar, and um, so we had a chat about that, and the guitar came back, and I said to him, "Look, the guitar will have to come back." Now, this is important, okay? Especially with eBay, eBay is fantastic for this because they really will take care of you uh, as as the seller, but they also take care of the customer as well. Now, I had a refund policy. I said, "If you don't like," and I've always said on any of my any of the 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 internet sales that I do, I always say to people, if you don't like it, send it back. You can get a refund. We've got a hundred percent guarantee. Uh, you know, we do refund. So he sent it back, and we did the refund. So that was one big lesson for me because I hadn't accurately described the sound that the guitar was going to make. Nowadays, with my uh, with my postings uh, that I do on the internet and through the website, I make it very, very clear that piezo power guitars are acoustic instruments. You treat them like an acoustic guitar. You will not plug an acoustic guitar with a piezo pickup into a JCM 800 stack with a, with a distortion pedal in front of it and play at 115 decibels. It's not going to happen. It's just going to squeal and scream 
And it's the same as it, 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 with obviously with the piezo powered cigar box guitar. All right. Um, so the second refund issue we had. So that was a big lesson. So keep in mind that was a lesson for me. Okay. The other time that I've had to do a refund was also on eBay, and it was a discussion that I had with a man who bought one again, one of our top of the line guitars, our Lightning Boy guitars. And I knew when I was building it that there may be an issue with the sale, but we were hoping against hope that things were going to be okay. So the gentleman was an older guy uh, who had chronic arthritis and he wanted to still continue playing guitar. So I built the guitar, built the cigar box guitar, it took about four weeks to build it as, as per you know our usual, usual lightning boys between four and five weeks, depending on how busy we are. And I made the action very low. I used as light a gauge string as I could possibly use without it fretting out or buzzing out or, you know, and, you know, we, the transaction had concluded weeks before and we sent, sent the guitar away to him with a, both fingers crossed, posed crossed, arms crossed, everything. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this was going to be great for him. We're going to get a call. I'm very happy, wonderful, wonderful. But unfortunately, we got a call saying, look, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to ask for a refund because... I can't play the guitar. It's my fingers are still too sore. It was, and we knew this was going to happen. Now, as I mentioned before, with sales that can happen, um, that you know that four hundred and fifty dollars that he spent on the guitar, that money had well and truly gone. It had gone on to bills or it had gone on to orders or gone on to, you know, buying veggie fruit and fruit and veggies for the home or whatever it might have been. That money had gone. It it was it was it's been used, it's been spent, it's been done. So what we did say to him was, look, we'll organise all of this for you and we'll get the we'll get the refund happening for you. Okay. So send the guitar back. Now in the, in the meantime, Saved up as much money as I possibly could because it took a, again it took around about a week or so for the guitar to finally make its way back to us uh, for me to check it to make sure that it was still in very good condition was still sellable. Now if that guitar had turned up and it hadn't been sellable, let's say with both of these instruments, if something had happened to that guitar from that that person, you know, once that person had got it, whether they'd broken it or that that's going to be a different story. But the guitar turned up and both the guitars turned up. I must say from the other story as well. Um, in fine condition and you know I was luckily I was able to to do the refund as per the eBay policies and my policy which was yes you can get a refund uh, they're the only two times that I've ever really knock on wood the only two times that I've ever had to put through a, a, an actual refund on, a, uh, on, on one of the guitars that, that, that I'd built um, there is a third. There is a third situation actually, which I've, I've just thought about. Um, there's another one with the con man. That I'm not going to go into, and uh, a couple of people have been burnt by this one. Unfortunately, I can't say much about it. Um, but suffice to say that I will never deal with that person again. Um, but the other time that we did get a refund, and again, it was for a. a they're fairly hefty amounts for again for around about four hundred dollars. It was for a uh, a guitar amplifier in the shop. Now someone had come in and purchased the purchased the amplifier, and we'd we'd had a big chat, and it took them a while. They really kind of ummed and about it, and and, uh, and we did say, you know, 
we don't refund or just make sure that you're happy with it. Make sure you're happy with it before you take it. So of course, you know, oh, I'm going to have a think about it. And he wandered away and had a big think about it. And and then, of course, you know, he came back and said, oh, look, I'll take it. And I said, okay, well, just make sure you're happy. That's all fine. Sales final. That's all good. So he got home and then brought it back the next day. And in the meantime, that money that he put into the account, that money had gone. That went actually went straight onto the rent. He came back and he said, I want to get a refund. I changed my mind. I don't like it anymore. All right. Now, you know every now and again that you're going to get this type of customer. Right? Okay. This is between you and me and no one else, right? You're going to get this type of person who, although you might explain things over and over again, make it as crystal clear as you can possibly make it, they will push things and uh, to the point where the person actually said, oh, well, I I'm going to walk up and down the street and tell everyone, you know, what a rotten person you are for blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. And even though I said, and this is, of course, when I had customers in the shop, I'm trying to appease him and explain to him, look, we don't refund for change of mind. Is, is there a problem with it? Is it I even gave an opening? He said, is there a problem with it? Is there is it broken? Is it not working properly? We plugged it in. It sounded fantastic. What an amazing little amplifier it was. I said to him, look, I don't have the money to refund you. It's gone. That's the whole whole point of not of saying make sure that you like the item because we don't refund. So I'm very lucky because we do sell, you know, items on consignment for people. That's where people will bring an item in to us. They don't want to sell it online. They don't want, and we'll get the right amount of money for it in the shop. We know what the guitar is worth. We're not going to sell it for nothing, but we're also going to make sure that person buying it's getting a very good guitar or amplifier or whatever it might be so I, the compromise in this case and this is that magic word compromise because what i could have done was screamed and shouted at him and kicked him out of the shop and thrown the amp outside the shop and said go and get stuffed i'm not doing anything for you you know you you, you know you, you blah 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 but we decided no i'm not going to deal with this person again let's let's be honest i don't really want to necessarily have to deal with this person again because i don't think that right way to do things I think it's, you know you've got to do it the right things the right way and there's the wrong way and i think he didn't deal with it the right way anyway but we did come to a compromise which is where i said look i'm not i can't give you the money back what i'm going to do is i'm going to resell the amplifier for you so I put it on the floor i said i waive my commission we'll resell it and when we get the money for it we will i'll, I'll transfer that money over to you so you can do it it's the only way i'll do it so again i was being very firm there wasn't a problem with the with the item it was in fine condition. It did exactly, he knew exactly what it was going to do. But at the end of the day, I said, look, let's try and salvage some sort of friendship out of this and, you know, and have it so that people aren't walking around saying, oh, you know, that shop down the road, they don't do refunds. They don't do this. Oh, he, you know, he, he was horrible to me. He pulled a gun on me. He did all this sort of stuff, you know. So you don't want any of that. You don't want any of that. What you do want is for people to actually be, respect what you're doing and, and, to say you know, to other people, you know, your business has to sell through word of mouth. Uh, people have a bad experience. The old saying is they'll tell 10 people. People have a good experience, they'll tell one. All right, so bad news travels a lot faster than good news because let's face it, we're all human and everyone loves hearing about bad news. Everyone loves a saga. Everyone loves a tragedy, all right? So make sure that when people walk out of your shop or when people walk out of your stall or when people hang up the phone from you, that you don't 
you know, you haven't said something that you can't take back. Especially with social media nowadays, because if, if we do see people on, on some of the guitar groups and forums, you know, bad-mouthing customers saying, oh, this customer's been a complete blah, 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 all this, you know, your customers are your life, guys, let's be honest, okay? You, you always want your customer to walk out of the shop with a smile on their face, walk out of the stall, walk out of your home, walk out of whatever it is with a smile on their face, knowing that they've actually had the best experience possible, okay? Best experience possible, not the worst experience possible, not an average experience, the best experience, okay? So they are really happy. They're going to be stoked. They're going to tell all their friends, hey, go down and, you know, but you've got to be very clear. You have to be very, very clear and tell people, we do not refund for change of mind. Okay, you can't change your mind on this one. Okay. The other thing that we say, now there's another situation you may have where Mum comes in. Mum comes in. She's got some money in her pocket. Dad comes in. She's got some. He's got some money in his pocket. He says, "Look, you know, my daughter, my son, came in the other day. They really like cigar box guitars, or they think they want to. They really think they want to get into it. I'd like to buy an item for them. Now, this is really, really important. Again, okay, if you've got a docket book, make sure you've got a docket book. Make sure you have a receipt book. Okay, you have to write on that receipt book. Okay, no refunds." But we do exchange. Tell the person we don't refund. We do it now. If you're selling gift vouchers, I made up some gift vouchers. I'd say the same thing. We do not refund gift vouchers. They are not transferable. We don't use gift vouchers on consignment stock. All of that information is on the voucher. It's all there. All the customers happy mostly. Customers happy if they know their rights. If they know what they're getting themselves into when they buy an item. If they're buying it for a friend they're buying it for, for a loved one, they have to know buck stops with them. Okay, People can't come up and say, oh, my friend bought this for me. I want to get a refund on it because I don't like it. No, that's not going to happen. Okay, That's where exchanges will come in or you may just discuss having an exchange or doing something different or you know, even taking that guitar back and building a different one for them or something like that. Something where you're going to still going to be fine Okay, and something where the customer is going to be fine. Now, please take everything I'm saying as well today with, with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, it's your business. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just trying to impart a little bit of the experiences, a few of the experiences that I've had to you so that, you know, maybe things are a little easier. All right. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about is making very rash decisions. Never make it because, as you know, we all turn our phones off you know, turn our iPads off, turn our social media off, turn everything off when we go to bed. And when we wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? First thing you do is you reach for your phone, see if you've had any sales that evening, that night while you've been asleep. You know, I might have sold a guitar to, you know, Errol over in, in Portugal. I don't know. It's like, it, it could be anywhere. It could, it could be Danny in, in Brisbane. It could be, you know, Henry over in Iowa. So, you look at your phone and for some reason, something's happened. And this has happened to me, guys. I'm going to tell you, this, this has happened to me. Um, you've woken up and you've seen, oh, someone's just bought a guitar from me off eBay. I sold that yesterday and I forgot to cancel it off the website. Oh, I forgot to cancel it off eBay because I sold it in the shop. 
you get the point. You get the idea of what, what's what's actually happened. So what's actually happened is that, of course, the person uh, had purchased the guitar and I didn't have it. It had gone. It had, it had disappeared. And I couldn't make another one because that was the only box that I had for that particular instrument. So what I did was I refunded it straight away, sent the customer an apology. Sorry about this. Refunded it. Da, 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 da. Now, the problem was the customer didn't actually really care about the box. And what actually happened was that the customer contacted me back and said, look, I'm actually interested in getting a cigar box guitar from you. Now, this is a person who lives in another country. All right. This is not a, not a local Australian customer. You know, this is a person uh, who who lived on the other side of the planet. And they said, look, when the money comes back in, I'd really like to buy a guitar from you. So, you know, we stayed in contact a little bit. The problem was because of how far away he was and it was on a, it was an eBay sale. When I did the transfer back for the money, it took nearly two weeks for the money to get back into his account. Now, I know that's not my fault. And I really know in some ways it's not eBay's fault. eBay need to go through the algorithm goes and sends the money back and then it takes the money out of my account and then it puts the money into his account. And it might be delays and delays and delays, three days to do that, three days to do that, three days to do that. Well, of course, it's a, it ends up becoming you know nearly 10 business days, nearly two, two business weeks. So he was actually rather upset. Whether or not he thought I was holding onto the money or whether or not he thought, whatever he thought, he was, I lost the sale and potentially lost the customer because it took a long time for the money to get back into their account, although I had done it immediately. Um, I vowed never to look at my phone or for sales or to react to refunds first thing in the morning as soon as I've gotten up ever again. What I should have done, which I've done in the past when this type of situation has arisen, is simply contact the customer and say, look, we sold that item yesterday. I'd forgotten to take it off. It's my fault. I did it. I'm happy to refund you the money. Or if you like, I can offer you this guitar. Or send photos. You've got your phone. Send these photos. So silly me, I thought I'm going to look after my customer. I'll refund it straight away. And then we'll deal with seeing if he wants an exchange. You don't. And it's the only time I've ever done it. But I reacted because I'd woken up early in the morning and I just did a silly reaction. So that's basically it. Now, let's have a think. What not to do. So that's a what not to do. Don't react immediately. Now, what I think should have happened with my friend, as I said, they were dealing with, with this refund over the phone and both parties got very heated. Both parties thought the other party weren't telling the truth. Um, and unfortunately, it, it, it did ruin a business. It did ruin a business relationship. Now, my suggestion in this type of situation is this. Say to the person, look, I'm going to give you a buzz back. I'll give you a call back in about 20 minutes if that's okay. All right. Walk away for a second. If you're feeling very hot under the collar, if you're feeling very flustered, if you're feeling your face going red and that horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're dealing with someone with something like this, and it was a substantial purchase, my suggestion is walk away for a second. 
if you're dealing with it over the phone or over the using email or whether it's on eBay, walk away. Walk away for a bit. Take a minute. Go and have a cup of coffee. Go and have a cup of tea. Go and have a beer. Go and have a glass of water. All right? Go and sit on your decking and look at the trees for a while or, you know, listen to your favourite album. Come back to it. All right? Figure out a way. How's the best way for you to walk away without having to refund money, but also so that the customer is happy? Okay? Have a think about that. Don't get angry. All right? Don't take it personally. Hard not to take it personally sometimes. Don't take, try not to take it personally. If you walk away and have a think about it, you might find that you, can, you might be able to see things from their perspective which may allow you or help you to try and solve the problem, okay? Um, most importantly, as I said, don't take it personally. You're not friends with this person, okay? You don't really know this person. You don't know anything about this person. You don't know if something has happened to this person that's made them react in a particular way or made them change their mind, okay? Have a conversation with them when you're feeling calm. Get back to them. Send an email when you get back to them. Um, if a person has turned up at, the, at, at a market where you've been and said, I want to get a refund, that's a little different because that's quite in your face. Um, if people are getting aggressive, uh, most people don't, uh, but every now and again, you may find someone who decides they want to try and strong arm you or be tough or, you know, it, at the end of the day, if you know your rights, you can come back at them with your rights. If you've said, I don't refund, it's as simple as that. I'm happy to exchange. Is there something else you would like? If they say, no, there's not, you don't actually have to refund that product for a change of mind. And again, make sure that what I'm saying relates to your region, okay, where you live. Um, protect yourself. Obviously, don't put yourself in harm's way. Um, but I'll put it bluntly, don't take any BS either, guys. All right? You've put your heart and soul into building these things. Another thing to keep in mind is this. A lot of what I've been saying has been based around my refund policy in the shop, okay, of not having to. But my refund policies online are 100%. I 100% refund the change of mind because the person's never touched the car. Okay. Now I'm talking about the person who's bought the instrument. They've never touched the gun. I'm not telling, I'm not talking about a person if it was bought for them. That's a different situation entirely. But the person who has purchased the instrument, if they've never touched the guitar, if they've never touched the item that they're purchasing, that in my book, that leads leads you open to, to, to needing to provide a refund policy. Okay. It builds trust in your product. It builds trust in you. And when you do deal with the refund really well, you'll probably find in most cases that you will probably get that customer back. Or the customer will walk away and they'll tell a friend, you know what, I did get a guitar from them, but it wasn't for me, but they refunded me straight away and they were really nice about it. All right, so these are things to keep in mind, okay? Uh, if you don't have a sign up at your stall, and the customers come in and said, "Oh, you don't have any signs up. You really don't have an. You really don't have a leg to stand on in a way if you haven't told them or haven't provided information for them at that point of sale. 
them. Okay, so make sure you're protecting yourself and your customer. All right, so next week, thank you for listening. I hope that's helped uh, in some ways. Um, it's uh, I'm going to try and do interviews and information uh, for you, alternate. Uh, we're we're going to be having a chat with uh, with a whole range of different people. So next week, uh, or I should say last week, we had a chat with Joe Altine from Clutch Creations. I hope you've gone back and had a listen to that. If you haven't, please do. What a lovely fella he was. Really, really great guy. Um, had some fantastic tips and tricks for you uh, as far as doing finishing on in, interesting finishing for guitars and things. So definitely go back and have a little listen to that. Um, next week. We will have an interview with. Uh, it's. I've already recorded it. We recorded it last week. I just need to mix it, and um, uh, it's with the wonderful, wonderful Mike Snowden, Snowden Guitar. So we're having a little catch up with him. We did do an interview with Mike about two and a half years ago uh, when Ozzy Osbourne was in town and popped in to see him. So we've got a little bit of a chat about that, uh, and also some of the new products that he's actually cre- uh, coming out with his new guitars, his Three String Thursdays. Uh, which have uh, yeah been the darling of the internet. They've uh, they've certainly become very popular. I certainly don't miss one. Um, he's a great musician. He's a fantastic guitar builder. He's a, quite a bit of an entrepreneur. He's now also building uh, his own pickups, which is inspiring me to potentially give it a shot myself. I'm looking at maybe getting a string winder, a string winder, a pickup winder, and maybe giving it a belt myself. Um, He's an inspiring builder, a really great guy. Uh, so look forward to that hopefully next uh, next weekend. Apart from that, it's been Adam from Burton Guitars. Do our do us a favour, go and check out the, if you're not um, in the Facebook group, join the group. Uh, it's called Cigar Box Guitar Builder. It's the same name. We've also got a YouTube channel called the Cigar Box Guitar Builder. I think we're nearing a thousand. Uh, thousand subscribers. So subscribe. You know that saying. Um, go and check us out. Obviously, um, we'd love you to subscribe to this podcast. You can hear this podcast on um, Podbean, on Spotify, and on iTunes as well. So leave a review. Give us some five. Give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll catch you next week with Mike Snowden. Uh, And again, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to email us at birdwoodguitars at gmail.com. Get in contact with us also if you want through the the website, which is birdwoodguitars.com. And uh, guys, I'll catch you later. Go out there, have some fun, build a CBG. Thanks for listening.